you know what, Jen? I don't think I've ever looked better in my life. I think I'm I'm at the peak of my physical prowess. I think you are. At the moment. And yeah. I would love to share that with people. I'd love people to be able to see me in the flesh. Just it's to... selfish to keep this. <laughs> it is. This amount of radiance needs to be shared. So I thought what I would do is invite people along to see me in real life. To be in the same room at the Museum of Comedy. At the Museum of Comedy, because comedy is what I do <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> and you belong in a museum. No, oh, no. No, no, no. It was How rude. My self-esteem had climbed and now it's back down on the floor. But no, I um, love the Museum of Comedy and I'm going to go there and I'm going to take my raw magnetism with me uh, on Wednesday the 24th of April. Can I come too? You can. Just try not to sort of detract from my glow, you know. Okay. Uh, we are going to have the magnificent Jenny Ryan, a magnificent guest, Ooh. TBA. Wednesday the 24th of April, put it in your diaries, bring your sunglasses because I am shining. Yeah, get your tickets now. The link is in our social media or from the music. Museum of Comedy website. Oh, please do come. Jen's all right as well. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. What's your name? Jenny Ryan. Correct, what's my name? Lucy Porter. Correct, what are we doing? We're making a podcast all about quizzing. Correct, what's it called? Fingers on buzzers. Correct! Hello and welcome to yet another episode of Fingers on Buzzers. I don't know what that was. No, you held that note very nicely for quite a long Thank time. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, we've got a brilliant guest today, someone who I have known since the dawn of time. Really? Since the planets came into existence, <laughs> he is an eternally, infinitely good guest. It is Robin Ince. Yeah. And I've got a little quiz for him because he presents Infinite Monkey Cage. I've got a quiz about infinity that I thought might be quite fun. Oh, lovely. That'd be quite fun to do. And we're going to chat to him about, it. I mean, he's done so much and he's got so many interests. Not to look at there. I wanted to, before we do that, just have a quick chat because I have been catching up on some films mm -hmm. and i watched the movie quiz lady yes which is available on uh, the disney streaming service mm -hmm. and i thought we could have a little chat about quizzing in the movies yeah because I, I, now if you haven't seen quiz lady it's uh, i won't spoil it for you uh, but it's got aquafina and sandra O. Oh brilliant as sisters and it is a lovely film about family dynamics and it's a bit it's centered around Aquafina's character is a massive fan of this primetime quiz show and it's hosted by Will Ferrell and it's... Doing it, his best Bradley Walsh. He kind of... <laughs> it, it was interesting. Watch it and see the influences, but it is every quiz show host that you've good. ever seen, basically. He's a, a sort of classic quiz show host. And what is quite good about it is that there is quite a lot of quiz content, at least in the mm. early stages. For example, the format of the quiz in the show... It's kind of, it's hard to read because they don't do a whole sort mm -hmm. of show initially. But um, one round that I really liked is it is just naming as many things in a category as you can think of. Classic. Yes. So here's one for you, Jen. Uh-oh. Name all the Greek gods from Mount Olympus, like the Olympian gods. Yeah. Oh, well, you've got your Zeus. You've definitely got your Zeus. Definitely got, yeah, your, your Zeus is up there with your Hera. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Um... Uh, Athena. Yeah. And 
I'm trying to, I'm trying not to say Roman ones. Yes. Um, Apollo. Yeah. Artemis. Mm-hmm. She, Roman, oh God, I'm overthinking. Do you know it. what? I'm saying yeah. yes and no. I've got no idea because I haven't got the, <laughs> what we'll do, we'll come back to it and I will read you out yes. the list, but it's quite a nice, yeah. it's a nice thing. You just Lovely. sort of quiz along a little bit and it's about someone who grew up watching quiz, kind of uses quiz as a comfort in mm-hmm. their life but is quite shy about going on and doing quizzes. Mm. And I just thought for us, it's sort of, there's yeah. a real personal resonance for me Absolutely. of that sort of feeling like the quiz show is something safe and stable in your life that you can enjoy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it is, yeah, it's a really, it's very sweet. I mean, it's kind of. It's uh, what you'd expect. It's what you'd expect. But, um, and Will Ferrell does Will Ferrell. And it, but anyway, I really enjoyed it. And I did think, I love films about quizzing. Yeah. I want there to be more because I really like Start of a Ten. Love the book. Yes. Love the film. Uh, quiz show, mm-hmm. obviously. Drama. Yes. Um, and I couldn't really think of any others. Well, um, when quizzes are brought into Hollywood or movies, they mm-hmm. tend to be about the TV quizzes. So I've been thinking of Magnolia. <gasps> So yes. one of the one of the story strands in Magnolia is the 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 kids on the quiz show. Yes. Which is quite an interesting angle. But again, it's just sort of a sideways little look and it's it's the the glamour of it and it's behind the scenes. That's what people want, the little peek behind the curtain. But there aren't that many about, you know, the joy of just going to a pub quiz or yes. you know, what quiz means to to people in their everyday lives. So there's possibly a, a gap in the market there. I did just have a look and found a, a Dutch movie called Quiz. Yep. And a famous game show host is being harassed in a restaurant by a strange man who claims to have kidnapped his wife and daughter. Ooh. Oh, wow. This sounds very thrilling. Yeah, so a morbid game ensues in which the game show host turns out to be the contestant. Ooh. Oh, it sounds a bit like Taken mashed up with a quiz show. <laughs> Which is very much my dream because I do have a specific set of skills, which is <laughs> quizzing. And uh, so, well, if any of our listeners can think of other examples of quizzes in film that you mm. have enjoyed, if you've got any ideas for movies you'd like us to make, I feel like, you know, that's <laughs> that's not a bad idea. Amanda's very good suggestion was a Christmas movie. Yes. In the world of quiz. So that's what I'm going to get on with writing yeah. is a sort so of the, heartwarming. The office Christmas party takes place at a quiz yes there's a meet cute for sure somebody has to borrow a pen yeah <laughs> it could it could be in that sort of love actually mold of you know parallel stories that intertwine and yes the quiz master a, a heartwarming denouement tell you what the quiz master has a heart attack and then somebody else has to <laughs> take over hosting the quiz that's yes. sort of that feels like that could be a good sort of christmas yeah. the you know our, our lovable heroine is she secretly always wanted to host a quiz. And is thrust into the spotlight. And then, you know, the guy she's got a crush on is really thick and <laughs> I don't know, yeah. she has to navigate. Anyway, we're, we're working it out. Yeah. As with all our ideas, it's, it's pretty half-arsed, but it'll get there, get there in the end. <laughs> um, maybe we can workshop that with our fabulous guest today. I mean, he is a writer. He is a big brain. It's Mr. Robin Hintz. And here he is, uh, the one, the only, Mr. Robin Hello. Hi. Always a pleasure to see you. For many decades, I've been having the pleasure of seeing you. Since 1995. 1995. Oh. Yeah, when we, we did another show together. Yeah. yeah. And the last, almost the last time I saw you was doing Mastermind when you became Mastermind of Masterminds. The Mastermind of the champion of the, yeah, all the yeah. champions of the most championist. Yes, so well, shall we crack straight on and talk about your Mastermind experience? Yeah, sure. <laughs> So now, tell us all about you and Celebrity Mastermind. Well, I turned I turned it down every single year because I don't get I, the BBC offer me nothing apart from uh, every Christmas some celebrity, which clearly I'm not because if I was a celebrity, I'd be offered things apart from <laughs> things with the, the, the word celebrity in them. And I'd managed to put it down year just like because I was like I was so worried about doing it because when I was 11, I was in the school quiz team and I just went blank and I only got one question right because everything's and so I've carried that with me so the idea that I would go on mastermind and then uh it was just it was in one of those in-between shutdown things which we you know the rather clever thing the government did to to keep you know breaking up but by 
creating another situation where there had to be a shutdown. And in that in-between time, so I had no alibi. I didn't have a tour. They'd know I didn't have a tour. They'd know my diary was entirely empty. And so I, I said yes and then just felt physically sick for... Uh, and I didn't want to do the subject I was doing. I, I wanted to do Kurt Vonnegut, but they said, I'll take ages to research that, uh, which I think is roughly how it works. Yes. And then I said, Rick Mail, And they said, oh, there's not an official book about him. And I thought, well, you don't really need official books. You can just be that, that however mastermind works, that's how mastermind works. Mm-hmm. And so eventually I went, the young ones, and they went, yes. Yeah. Uh, obviously, because it wouldn't take that long to research. Yeah. It's a and finite, yeah. Well, yeah. we have discussed, haven't we? The parameters. Yeah. They like things with parameters. And nowadays, I think it's we're allowed to say that, uh, yeah, they do like to be able to give the contestant a sort of an idea of what they need to research and what the question yeah. setters will be researching. So was it purely just watch all of the young ones? Was yeah, I mean, it? obviously I did a lot of reading, background reading. I did loads of utterly pointless research. Of course you I did. I mean, literally the moment, because I, I forgot to memorise simple things mm. and instead was doing things like memorising different, uh, you know, names of Victorian uh, posters that were hidden behind the fridge. <laughs> And then when the first question was, who, uh, complete who wrote the young ones, Rick Mail, Ben Elton, and, Mm -hmm. and I was like, which I also did feel to Lisa Mayer was a slightly insulting question. Mm. Um, So I was a little bit put out by that because I I think she is very often, people don't talk about her enough and her importance in that. And from that point onwards, I thought, right, they're not, he's not going to ask me anything about what's behind the fridge. He's not going to ask me (laughs) any, any of the the minutiae of detail. Uh, And that's why when it got to uh, what was the name of the mascot that they had in Bambi, the uh, the first episode of the second series, I blanked. Oh. And and I totally forgot it was bacon sandwich, oh. which is infuriating. So of course, then as you know, yep. if you, well, you probably don't know because you. In fact, neither of you probably know because you don't get things <laughs> wrong very often. But of course, then that just meant my social media f- feed yes. was just packed with bacon sandwich, yeah. bacon sandwich, bacon sandwich, triple exclamation mark. <laughs> oh, people love it when you get something they wrong. Do. I mean, think of the joy that you provided to those uh, keyboard warriors, though. That you know. <laughs> well, I thought they'd all be focusing on Pasquale, who was doing Planet of the Apes. And how did he do? He did fine, but I could have answered all the ones that he got. And who to else? be honest, who else was in New York? Uh, someone from Blue Peter, mm-hmm. uh, but like the current Blue Peter. Mm. And I think it's better as a fifty-four-year-old man to not know who <laughs> they, those people are. And uh, and then it was Grace Dent, and Grace Dent actually mm. represented, I think, my anxiety because she walked up and then fell before she got to the chair oh no which is just such a and, and it was such an interesting thing to do because afterwards I got lots of people feedback going oh god you were so confident you were so relaxed and I thought it's amazing and that's when I even more confronted the fact that the difference between my exterior and my interior <laughs> uh, at that point it was perhaps too great <laughs> It mastermind has led a lot of us to some sort of revelations about our own state of mind and, <laughs> and our strengths and weaknesses, I think. And so did you win your... Yeah. Yeah. And what I found fascinating, and I don't know if you've ever had this experience, uh, either of you, that the moment that you no longer have to know anything, your brain just goes, it's fine. Yep. And it just switches off. Mm. It says, you haven't slept for 48 hours and you've crushed Pasquale and so it doesn't matter it's fine you've hit your target yeah because <laughs> I just thought if I didn't beat Pasquale the number oh hi Stuart Lee here again uh, just so you know Joe Pasquale you've shamed all the comedians in the country you know, by not being able to crush Joe Pasquale because of course I won Celebrity Mastermind doing an obscure free jab yeah 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 <laughs> so champion of champions now I don't know if I'd ever go back because I think I've got cast iron alibis again. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I always turned down University Challenge. Which uni did you go to? Uh, Royal Hollow in Bedford. Okay. And, I, and, and I've, I, normally, I don't normally do have a cast iron excuse. This year, it's because uh, I'm doing Abattoir, the horror movie festival in Aberystwyth. Oh. And I'm afraid that University Challenge does not, you know, because I'm going to be working with a man who made the film Deathline about a cannibal that lives in Russell Square Station and Jeremy Dyson for the League of Gentlemen. And that is the kind of company... That I'd rather keep. And who knows who would be on the Royal Holloway and Bedford team? Well, weirdly be... enough, um, what's his name? The wonderful composer who wrote all the music for League of Gentlemen. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Go on, your question. Oh. Who composed all the music for the League of Gentlemen television series? I'm trying to visualise the credits now. Um, 
I know as well. It's ridiculous, yeah. isn't it? You see, got, we're going to have to fact check it now. Though. And we've just proved there that we do sometimes blank, Robin. We do. We. Uh... But this is a different scenario, isn't it? Because I think this is the thing that because the reason I've eventually said yes to doing the mastermind one was because uh, I did point the celebrities. Oh yes. And I didn't blank there at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that was, so I was like, well, maybe I wouldn't blank. Maybe this gives me the confidence mm. to, but elite, the confidence that if I had failed, it would be my personal failure. With University Challenge, there's three people looking mm. at you furious. <laughs> Shostakovich, oh my God, Mazorgsky. <laughs> That's interesting though, because a lot of people I think would think, oh, being part of a team would be more relaxing, but you're kind of your sense of responsibility is greater yeah. than your sense of personal shame. Yeah, and they're both quite high. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And who were you on Pointless with? Uh, Kate Williams the first time and Josie Long the second time. <gasps> nice. Yeah. Uh, we were a powerful team yes. on both occasions. D- win both t- yeah. trophy both times? Trophy both times. I think I got, we had about three or four Pointless answers with uh, Josie and me. With I think it was Alderney... That might not have been pointless, but Aaron Darty Roy was and always crashing in the same car was, and there was another one as well. <laughs> and my silly thing was allowing Josie to lead in a predominantly carry-on-based uh, round, whereas I should have taken yeah, that yes. on as uh, an elderly man. But what was great with having Josie there is, even though now she's very old, uh, and I say that because she used to call me old man when I was 26. Yeah. And so I think it's fair enough to take my revenge on uh, 41-year-old Josie Long now, because that's how she always... She saw 26 as old, she must see herself as ancient now she started it. but she was very good on knowing uh young people's things about pop music yeah and so she'd go but everyone will know that and i'd say no they won't no, yes. most people won't so that worked really well to have the the dynamic of me being able to be reasonably good at working aaron darty roy was the the scariest one mm-hmm because I'm a big fan of Aaron Darty Roy. And books picture, are very much your bad, I do right? like books. Yeah. I do like them. I like books and uh, I, I clamour for social change. And Aaron Darty Roy combines both of those. She's <laughs> wonderful, a non-fiction writing. And you love the ladies. So uh, it's, a, it's a little bit less of that, please, Lucy Porter. <laughs> <laughs> have, the, uh, have you retrieved from your mind slash phone the uh, League of Gentlemen composer? Joby Tolbert. Joby, of course, yeah, Joby Tolbert. No. Which is such a great name as well. It's a lovely name, It's a name near it? a fictional name, and I love those names. Mm. Joby. No, it's called Joby. That's well, good. Our listeners will all have been ahead of us on that, but we've now given you closure. So that's I, can, good. I can do a mic drop there because I'm as much as I'm enjoying the chat. <laughs> I, I I need to shoot off. This hasn't worked out well at all. Has it, it has not worked out. With, with yeah. our timings have been all askance today. Yeah. Well, you're going to miss out on the quiz that I have prepared for Robin, which is a, a tragedy. But you do have to, it's very important. She's got to go. Are we allowed to say what you're doing? Or is it, it's just some filming. She's got it's, to go It's do some, some filming. filming that probably be on around the time this episode goes out. Yeah, so, no, you just need to escape from the studio. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to, to somewhere in particular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, not to a city, certainly. No, you shouldn't. Uh, you, this is a nice weekend. You shouldn't go to the city. No. Escape somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can I just ask you before you go, mm. though, because... Um, so I'm sure you will obviously you've talked about this before, but what for you is the the TV quiz show that you would be, or any quiz show that you would go, no. For, and it might not oh. be about nerves. It might be about I just, they go in a direction that I don't like or, Ooh. you know. I mean, I'm such a quiz addict that probably I would say yes to, to any of them. It's... Um, well, what about Crips puzzling with would Lucy Worsley because of the maths? The maths would put me off puzzling. Yeah. Definitely. The Krypton factor, that assault course would put me off. Yeah. And sort of the spatial reasoning stuff. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I would give it a go because I, I just enjoy the challenge. Well, so on Warwick Davis does. Tenable. Oh, Tenable. That's a funny one, isn't it? It is. I, the, there was, a, there was a, a weird period in the middle of Tenable. So when it began, it was, there were, there were, clearly um measurable lists that they could give you so now the top 10 um best-selling artists of all Mm. time on the uk singles chart or something like that um and now they're being a little bit more uh specific um you know the first 10 elements in the periodic table which uh do not share the last three letters with any other 
yeah. element. Mm. They're having to be very specific. But in the middle, they kind of ran out of the obvious lists and they hadn't worked out this new direction. So there was the top 10 sandwich fillings according to a random survey in <laughs> yes. 1997. What? How are you supposed to... Oh, that's... Mm. Yeah. That's, top 10 that's mammals that appear in the thornbirds. <laughs> yes. Birds, so it's, it's uh, an, not mammals, anything no. with subjectivity or without clear rules. And I think that's probably why I, I always like Pointless because they are very specific about announcing the the category and then what we mean by this mm. and even this is our source or you know mm. according to the united nations i, I yeah. love that and well, when and things actually, get woolly mm, makes me uncomfortable there's no You've fun without that, rules i've never been on pointless have you not it's not allowed no oh side, contractual contractual well no I, I think i would be allowed on it but uh, they've never asked me or house of games just saying, Osman. Oh, House of Games is always the one that I get an email from in early January, which means that, <laughs> oh, God, we forgot to book people. <laughs> and I always say to my agent, just say that uh, I realise that David Mitchell will become available or whatever. And it's entirely true. I always get, in the beginning of January, I'll get about three phone calls from uh, TV shows that are not just a celebrity charity spin-off. And uh, then someone goes, oh, it's okay. There's another page in this uh, fun fact. <laughs> uh, yeah, there is. Bruno Brooks is available. <laughs> You lose so much work to Bruno Brooks. Um, is there anything else you want to ask Jenny before she leaves? What is it, right, so, so when you walk into a pub quiz, what is the reaction of other people who are sat around there? Do they immediately go, well, the, are the pens kind of like, oh, thrown up in the air? Or do people go, yeah, I'm going to take her down, think she's, Lincoln knows everything? Oh, then the main people don't recognise me. Right. So I, I've got that advantage. Some of my colleagues are very distinctive looking and the, there's nothing different about the way they are presented on TV to, to walking around. I mean, if you're six foot six or whatever it is, then, uh, yeah, you're going to be very obvious when you walk into the pub. I think sometimes people notice when they overhear my voice. Right. Go, oh. uh, but usually it's a, it's sort of a, a bit of a... Oh, well, if we beat her, we've done very well. And it's, it, I think proper quizzes would appreciate that my job involves some measure of uh, keeping my hand in yeah. and keeping practised. So it's, it's, it's a bit of fun, isn't it's it? It's like when Robin Williams would go to a 50-seater club in San Francisco. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually like, oh, this is kind of, it would make me think this must be a good pub quiz. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know you do the arena-based quizzes, but every now and again you've got to do some of the just to get your hand Because I, lo- I love, I love when I go on holiday, normally to a seaside town. Uh, my wife and my son, we always love when we go. Oh, brilliant! We're in Lyme Regis the same week that the Red Lion has got its pub quiz. Yes, yes. and it never matters that we've got the smallest team. Yeah. In fact, when actually, yeah, when he was about eleven, I think, and he was so because of horrible histories and stuff like that. Mm. I mean, everyone had a strength. And I think out of like 20 teams, we came fourth and we were, every other team was at least eight plus a, yeah. a, nice. a number of people. And I was that's like, that's when you feel like a real, right. a real yeah. quiz yeah. hustler. Yeah. Well, a decent we, quiz will, will give you compensatory points for size of team as well. That's what our. our you know, Lyme Regis rules, though. Well, God, yeah. there's. Uh, yeah. Oh, nothing. another round on the French lieutenant's woman. <laughs> <laughs> and then it ends with a bare-knuckle fight just to... Uh, it's the Dorset way. <laughs> uh, right, we've been let you go then, babe. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to head off. Well, good luck with whatever you're doing. Thank you. I'll try not to spend more than half a million. <clears throat> oh, there's another clue. <laughs> so who yeah. wants to be a half a millionaire? I, I would love to be a half a millionaire. Yeah. If okay. only. Yeah, well, your net worth is about 5.8 million by the last According to that website. Yeah, yeah. There is I some weird website. website. My son <laughs> yes. looks it up and he goes, Dad, just so you know, since last year, you you now own, you have 48 million pounds. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, nice to know, isn't it? I wonder if someone like Brian Cox doing that. Because I think Brian's <laughs> net worth is when I, oh, man's only 12 pounds 50. And you're like, hang on a minute. It's like he's putting all the money that he makes yes. In, yes. into our... Uh, what were you on that, that, whatever that site is? Less than Jenny, but certainly more than real life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have no idea what that site is or who makes it up or, <laughs> my, my, as usual with so many things, the internet, my son knows far more than me. Yeah, we'll get Archie to, uh, you know... Work out the calculations, worth. the real ones. Yeah. No, I don't want 
I don't want to think about it. We don't it. want to know. <laughs> right. Right. Lovely to see you, gorgeous. Bye. See, see you um, maybe in Darlington. She's in Panto in Darlington. You're Panto? Yeah. Oh. Who are you with? Gareth Gates. Right. She's with Gareth Gates. I'm just doing it for the listener in case we leave this in. I'm just, you know. Why not? It's she's nice not on to, mic, but she's, yeah, she's going to Darlington. So, to- uh, the Darlington Hippodrome, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, uh, starring myself and Gareth Gates, the pop idol runner up. Um, <laughs> he, he's got higher billing than me. And who else is, have you got anyone, have you got anyone who's called TVs? Well, you can't yeah. say. Right. That's always my favourite thing. Yeah, yeah, TV's yeah. Mike Channing. <laughs> Who is TV's Mike Channing? Is... He's TV's. No, it's TV's. That's one of my ultimate burns if I describe someone as TV's anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No actual discernible or credits. somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Where were we? Pointless. Pointless. Yeah, you've done Pointless, haven't you? I've done Pointless a number of times. Kevin Eldon was my last Pointless husband. I saw Kevin Eldon on The Chase the other day, which was, was a bit of a surprise. There's yeah. something about Kevin Eldon and the chase which somehow felt odd. You know, there was an Olympic swimmer there, there was someone who presents a thing, and there was Kevin Eldon. Well, it's ITV famous is a very specific kind of famous. Like, that's the most famous, I think. Yeah. And it's, yeah, and you wouldn't think Kevin Eldon was ITV famous, I don't think. Sorry, Kevin, if you're listening, but you are now. Yeah, I think he's, yeah, he's spectacular, though. Oh, he's amazing. One of the most talented people around. Should we have a little quiz? Yeah, let's do a quiz. Let's Let's find out. I'm terrified of all these things. Well, do you know, it's hard, though, with you, because you know so much about so many things and you're so interested in so many things. But the trouble is the connection. So it's the moment the connection works. And it is such an odd thing, isn't it? Which is a bit like, you know, just before you do a gig, and your brain is so empty. And you feel so tired, mm. and you and it's actually your body just going. Just so you know, I don't be using any neural connections yes. <laughs> for the next half an hour because you're going to be really using a lot of them. Yes. That's it. So, so it's almost like the dull hum. There's almost no electricity in the brain. There's it's no, so and true. Then, yeah, the yawning, sort of standing backstage and not being able to find your way to the stage because you can't remember what door they told you to go through and. And then you get on stage and it works. Got your foot in the bucket of sand again. (laughs) Classic slapstick, (laughs) which is one of your interests. And I did think maybe because we're both involved in the Slapstick Festival in Bristol every year, which is it's February this year, isn't it? Yeah. Or 2024. Um, So do come along to that, everybody. What's been your favourite thing to do at the Slapstick Festival? Um, Can you do a Friday this time? Because you always go by the time. I know, I always do midweek because I've always got weekend commitments at Mm. home. But I think I really liked Anita Luth. Oh, yeah. I didn't, I mean, obviously I knew about Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, but I did a really sort of deep dive into her. And that's been one of my, that's one thing that I think she was such an interesting and quite difficult and you know quite unpleasant in lots of ways women but she was so brilliant and I think that sort of yeah discovering her um in her richness and variety that was that was one of mine what about you do you know what I was I'll tell you what I really want to do 
is I want to do one about Dickie Henderson. Yes, please. Why? And every year I say that now some of you listening, you might not know who Dickie Henderson is. It's one of the strangest things that for Lucy and me, but now we are, now we've grown up, we are almost the same generation. You used to be much younger than me because I think you were three years younger than me when we started <laughs> yes. stand up. But now we're the same generation. Exactly the fractions same. are tiny. And um, Dickie Henderson, even by the time we were growing up, had almost vanished. Mm. But he was Utterly enormous. He was huge. He actually was also really liked in the US as well. He'd been yep. a child actor in the US. Uh, he had his his abilities as a singer, as a slapstick comic, yep. as an eccentric dancer, as an actor. He could do everything. And not in a like kind of he can get away with it. Yep. He And it really frustrates me when you see certain people who are celebrated over and over and over again. Yeah. No one ever talks about Dickie Henderson. And, and his drunk routine, his set him up Joe routine, yes. in which he's basically trying, he's, he's a drunk and he's getting caught in the stool and all this stuff. And he kind of, every single time you watch it, there's a different kind of bit of business in it. Yeah, yeah. And, and I just think that someone like him, like I've always wanted to do a whole thing about eccentric dancing. So that beautiful footage of him and Max Wall and yes. Billy Dainty. Yes. And and it's that bit where you go, why don't people know? Because this isn't the moment you show someone. That's the joy of slapstick, isn't it? Yeah. Is sometimes you manage to make get them to do a show which has got one of your favourite things in, and afterwards everyone comes up to you at the bar and goes, "Lucy, you got to tell me but, what, what, what was her name again? She was yes. absolutely amazing. I can't believe." Yes, it's so true. And with Dickie Henderson, there must be enough footage. I mean, oh yeah, you know, I mean, because it, 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 I have been down the YouTube rabbit hole of trying to find because the other one that I really love is um, Bewitched, Bothered and Bewildered, where yeah, he's, yeah. he's got the, the guy the, the, who's on the mic oh. cable is sort of, he's trying to wander across the stage and there's a stagehand who's letting out his mic cable as he walks around singing. And it is, it is definitely on YouTube and listeners, you must look it up because... Yeah, but which, there's a fall in that. There's a prat fall in that. A bit like watching Buster Keaton <laughs> when you sometimes, you, you go, right, we've got the power now to slow it down ourselves, you know, and you slow it down to try and work out... Because because it, it defeats gravity. Yeah. It def yeah, that, that is an amazing routine. And so so this is the, your project, everyone, and there will be questions on next week. So I'll set some questions about Dickie Henderson next week. But you'll, you'll, it's like the Jovers. You've seen the Jovers, haven't you? No. <gasps> oh, right. The Jovers were a northern English couple who did Vegas. They had one of those perfect 12 minutes. And go and look up the Jovers, J-O-V-E-R-S. They are just... Because also I was trying to think, what was the name of... Dickie Henderson's uh, wife was an amazing... The sisters, there were three of them, and they did the most amazing acrobatics and oh, gymnastics. Okay. You know that bit where you go, how are the legs there? How is the head there? Yes. Oh, my God, this is, you know, this is a short career because by the time you're 19 your body will go oh now we snap if you do this <laughs> i just love those acts so much and yes. there's not enough celebration of them i know well maybe a dickie henderson uh, sort of retrospective definitely but also just i do just love watching all those from what was the there was one particular late night show that our friend our mutual friend carl cooper he had and it it wasn't Johnny Carson, it was, oh, it'll come back to me. But anyway, uh, but yeah, all of the acts from that, all of the kind of special acts. Uh, I just, I would love to watch a whole night of kind of physical special acts as part of the Slapstick Festival. I'll tell you what, should we suggest to them that on the Wednesday or Thursday before you've got other things to do, uh, we'll do Lucy and Robin's very best of YouTube. Yeah, all of the different things that we found by trawling through. Right, I'm going to send Chris a message about that. I think that'll be so much fun. That would be great. Let's do that. Okay, and you must all come to it, dear listeners. You must come to Bristol because it's one of the best cities in the entire world, and uh, you can see our YouTube faves. That'd be great. Right. So the quiz I've done you is not about slapstick. Uh, it, I, because of Infinite Monkey Cage, I thought I'll just do a quiz on infinity. Okay. So it's a, it's a wide-ranging quiz, but our listeners don't mind and that. And lengthy. Uh, it will never end. It's Yeah, I mean, it's loosely about infinity or... Anyway, you'll, uh, we'll get the gist. So the lemniscate symbol, uh, which is used to represent infinity, uh, the name comes from the Latin lemniscus. And what does lemniscus mean? I don't know, but my favourite joke about infinity <laughs> is the number eight sitting in the chair in therapy and the therapist says, if you just like to lie back, and the number eight says, I can't do that, we'll be here forever. <laughs> There we go. Oh, well, that's much better. That, the, the, the correct answer is ribbon, but who cares? Oh, fair enough, yeah. To infinity and beyond is the catchphrase of which uh, animated character? 
Buzz Lightyear. It is. And can you name two voice actors who have uh, lent their voices to that character? Oh, lent their voice. It's uh, Tim Home Improvement, Tim Allen. Yes. Uh, and the other one is the one where everyone went, oh, it's really bad about Tim Allen, probably because he voted for <laughs> Trump or something. That's why they took it away. Uh, Justin Bieber, I don't know. Chris Evans, but Chris yeah, Evans, you know, oh, fair and enough, not yeah. that Chris Evans. Or the other Chris Evans. Or the one who produces yeah, no, your no, there's a lot stuff. Chris Evans, yeah, there's a lot of Chris Evans, yeah, yeah. but it's... One of the top ten Chris Evans, though. The number one is always the Chris Evans who lives just outside Cardiff yes. and makes beautiful things for Go Faster Strike. He's the best Chris Evans he by definitely. quite some margin. There are loads of others as well. James Brolin, he he plays Emperor Zerg in the latest Lightyear movie, uh, but he also voiced old Buzz Lightyear in a different one. And oh, there's quite a few know other that. ones That's in you know, nice. TV. I think Patrick Warburton did it for a TV show as well, which makes sense because I yeah. always thought Tim Allen... I thought that was Patrick Warburton when I first saw it. So anyway, there's lots, but uh, you absolutely uh, got that one. Road to Nowhere. I mean, it's kind of Infinity, mm. right? Oh, yeah, I think so, yeah. Which Talking Heads album was that on? Oh, it's not Life Without Buildings. No. So uh, I can see the cover, but I can't remember the name. Uh, uh, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, God, I, it's red and it's black and it's white and it's... Uh... 1985 was the release I know. It's not going to help I can you, but I'm just giving some uh, colourful. Um, well, it's on Stop Making Sense, the album it of that. It is on Stop Making Sense. So technically... You can have that. I can have that as a cheat. Go but on, it was originally it? on Little Creatures. Oh, fair enough, yeah. The Never Ending Story. Yeah. The movie was released in 1984, um, but the song Never Ending Story from that movie. Can you name the composer and the vocalist? Right, so it's it's Lamal. Yes. And the composer, oh, I do know this, Giorgio Moroder? It is. Of course you got that. Um, Lyrics were by Keith Forsey, for anyone who's uh, interested in that. And, of course, Peter Falk's in Never Ending Story, which makes it a good thing, isn't he? Is he in Never Ending Story? I don't know. Or is he only in... Which one's it? Because he's, he's in The Princess Bride, isn't he? He is in Princess Bride. Maybe, maybe he's not in Never Ending Story. Yeah, I thought no, maybe, maybe he was in Never Ending Story. It would be nice if he was in Never Ending Story. It'd be nice for Peter Falk to be in more... It would be nice for him to be in everything, yeah. Mm. I'd, I'd be up for that. Uh, which band had a number one single in 1997 with I Want to Be the Only One? I Want to Be the Only One. I don't know if anyone heard. My uh, actual, my watch pinged there. Uh, <laughs> in as approval. If to say, you've got no idea. I Want to Be the Only One. I Want to Be the Only One. No, I don't know the song. I do remember that when I was staying with you once after we'd done the Edinburgh Fringe, I bought an album by The Only Ones. Uh, at that wonderful record shop in uh, in Chilton. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Busy B. Busy B Records, yeah. yes. God, oh, those were the days. It's great. Only ones, very underrated uh, band because everyone knows, obviously, Another Girl, Another Planet. But yeah. uh, if you listen to their stuff, uh, he was obviously, uh, uh, went through a lot of battles, but great. Pete there's Parrott. another song by, yeah, there's another song by them that I really like and I can't think what it is now. Anyway, we'll come back to it. The band who had a number one with I Want to Be the Only One in 1997. Louise Redknapp was a member of the band. Does that help in any way? Oh, I think and you said Kelly. 1977. No, 1997. Oh, that's why you know it so well, because this would have been, you'd have been in your teens then, wouldn't you, of course? I've totally <laughs> forgotten what they're called. Eternal. Yeah. Again, I would have been 28 by then. Yeah. To have known that would suggest that I was somebody who goes, I've got to say, I really do. Loaded has got a really great <laughs> Louise Redknapp photo shoot. <laughs> And what happens after you've edited Loaded? You present something on GB News and mm. approach fascism. That <laughs> is what uh, that kind of nudity can lead to. That's what Louise yeah. Redknapp has bridged. It's not her fault, obviously. It's not Louise Redknapp's fault. No. I think she's just been in Greece the musical, hasn't she? Yeah, As she's, opposed to the other forms. She's of... living her best life. Yeah. She's doing well. We love her. Oh, it's another pop question. Um, I'll tell you what, I'll give you... Uh, there's a, two tiers to this. Endless Love was a single in 1981 for a male and female uh, duet of two very famous... Oh, God, uh, it was, wasn't it? ...soul stars. Right. I'll tell you what, I'll just say, because I know it's wrong, Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton. That yeah. just saves time. Just say it, just say it, just say uh, something that you know I'll say... Uh, this is exactly Diana what Ross. Do. Yes. And who was uh, Lionel Richie? Yes. There we go. Right, it yeah. was there. You didn't even need to fall back, but you did. I like Lionel Richie. He's got yeah. a sense of humour, that man. I wrote a jukebox musical um, for Lionel Richie's music, and I don't know why they approached me to do it, and they never made it. But oh, I, wow. Uh, That's I, fantastic. Well, I didn't write the whole thing, obviously, but I wrote, uh, yeah, wrote a synopsis. It was quite good. Get in touch, Lionel, if you're listening and you want to revive that project. Um, the thing is that jukebox musicals it is best if it's a band that you can never see again. 
Yes. If it's someone who's continually on, like, like if if they did say a jukebox musical of Chic, that wouldn't really work because Nile Rodgers <laughs> is perpetually playing in the United <laughs> yes. Kingdom, so it's just not not going to. Uh... Bucks Fizz, you know, there's yeah, always yeah, yeah. a variant of Bucks Fizz somewhere in your area. Check press for details. Um, that reminds me because obviously there was the Only Fools and Horses musical. I yes, just thought I'd just which tell is you great. That my least favourite title of any autobiography ever, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I see it in charity shops all the time, is David Jason's Adele of a Life. <laughs> I uh, Also annoying for Adele because she could have had that, even though that yes. wouldn't have really made sense. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, Adele of a Life. Every time I see that, it makes yeah. me feel sick. I mean, yeah, to Del and back would have been better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah if you're going to do that, that yeah. as a pun, then... Del Razor. <laughs> yeah, and he's got all him with, you know... <laughs> <laughs> he's dressed Spice. up as a Cenobite, yeah. <laughs> That's um, if anyone wants to send in their most disappointing celebrity autobiography. Del Razor, right? I've even got the sequence where he becomes a Cenobite, right? So he falls through the bar and then rises up there. <laughs> yeah, played by Doug Bradley, isn't it? Is it Doug Bradley? Very good. You're very good. Due to my failure on the questions you're actually asking me, I'm answering questions just Harder questions. That's it. It's great. No, I love this. Right, Amanda, take a note. Game show idea, quiz show idea is you can either answer the question you're asked or you come up with your own question related to the original question and then a jury of people vote on whether that is harder, easier or the same as the original question and then you get points accordingly. Yep. We'll call it a I'm Adele of a so quiz. I'm so excited by Del Razor. <laughs> Lovely jubbly. <laughs> oh, I hope something comes of that at some point. I'll press on with this because it's leading. Yeah, it's we're not getting the quiz somewhere. Itself, we're, but we're filling time, aren't we? Well, this we? is often yeah. what. <laughs> this is what a good quiz should be: is not really answering the questions; it's having the conversations around. Well, that's infinite monkey cage. Is the thing which is one of yes. the things that I always bang on about is the fact that answers are not as interesting as the journey to get to the answer. Yeah. But that's the, you know, the whole history. I was doing a thing about Douglas Adams uh, the other day and uh, and it was lovely. There was like John Lloyd and Catelyn uh, uh, Moran and various others down at, down at the, the South Bank. And, uh, and we, we got talking about that thing that, you know, the, the number 42 is a really great idea of what the answer to the life, the universe and everything is. Because when we actually get an answer of, say, what is human consciousness, it will be a boring equation. Yeah which won't illuminate, but what will have illuminated will have been all of the journeys and all of the questions asked to eventually get to the answer. So the answer is not the interesting bit. Yes. So what I would like to see a more Samuel Beckett take on the nature of a quiz. <laughs> well, I think we're providing sort of some of that now. Yeah, I think so. Uh, we I'll see- call it waiting for God one out. <laughs> and it will be uh, the ghost of Paul Daniels yep. will be playing the part of Dee Dee. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's going to work. I mean, yeah. It's it weird. I don't up. get invited by TV executives to come in and pitch ideas. <laughs> Apparently, they're abstract or niche. Well, this is why this format lends itself very nicely to this kind of uh, meandering. Um, who wrote the 1996 novel Infinite Jest? I'm, I mean, David straight Foster away, Morris, exactly. Yeah. I don't, I can't. Have you ever read it all? Uh, yeah, I did actually. You read at the it time. all. Oh, well I did done. at the time. Um, I can't remember anything at all about it now, except that it was complicated. Well, you I? often confuse it with the autobiography of Virginia Wade, don't you? Due to the tennis links. Um, <laughs> no, I, I've never. I've lied to someone once, and I don't know why. I was on a train reading a selection of David Foster Wallace essays late at night, and this bloke went, "Oh, you read David Foster Wallace?" And, and I went, "Oh yeah." yeah. Anyone you read him for the jest? And for some reason I went, yes. I mean, I'd read the first 80 pages and I hadn't stopped because I got bored. I stopped because I've got a very bad attention span. And, uh, and and then he went, you know, you know that scene? And I was like, why did I say yes? Why did I not just say I've read the first 80 pages? Why didn't I just say, and now I'm stuck all the way to Hemel Hempstead. Yeah. Having to go, oh God, it's been ages since I've read it. The, uh, so the car boot, oh God, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we've all done that. Everybody in the entire world has just reflectively answered yes. Yeah to some question and then had to unpick. My worst one was when I was uh, talking to Jonathan Ross, clang, name drop, but... Uh, um, it doesn't clang as much as it used to. It doesn't, It's does still it? floating, actually, just above the carpet. <laughs> and uh, I somehow I'd got It's a Wonderful Life 
confused with Life is Beautiful, yeah. which I hadn't seen. And then, yeah, just tied myself up in knots. That's in. a dangerous oh. film. It's yeah. a wonderful Life is Beautiful and go, no, let me show you what would have happened if the Holocaust hadn't <laughs> happened. Sorry, I really think this film where an angel justifies how good things... No, 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 this is not working at all. <laughs> yeah, that, it, that was a conversation that I wished I could have gotten out of. So you thought it was... You confused- I, so I, yeah, and sort of started off by going, oh, oh, God, yeah, I have seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so heartwarming, isn't it? Oh, it's really, you know, I, I could yeah. watch it time and time again. And just enough, it was sort of enough wrong that I... And anyway, and then it, I kind of, the penny dropped that he was talking about this movie about the Holocaust that I actually hadn't seen Um and yeah, I can't. I, yeah, awkward times. Yeah, the uh, but that is. I would even disagree with you on your take on its wonderful life. Oh, okay, yeah. Because I think for the for most of it, but I agree. The memory every time you go and turn it on is oh, it's a wonderful life, son. <laughs> oh, it's about like Muriel's wedding, which yes. I've watched enough times, which I absolutely adore. But Muriel's Wedding was sold as a comedy. Yes, and it's and, terribly and you go, this is depressing. not a comedy. This is a really, it's like a Douglas Sirk movie a lot of the time. And then, because the, the worst one, have you seen Sinodoki New York? Yes. Philip Seymour yes, Hoffman. Yes, yes. Right. Someone lent it to me, my friend uh, Catherine lent it to me, and she went, you'll really enjoy this. And I, I didn't really know, I, I knew it was a, a, a Kaufman film, I didn't know about this. But on the front, it had a, I think it was a quote from the Daily Star, which just went, uh, the funniest film of the year. <laughs> So I presumed it was going to be the funniest film of the year, not the most agonising exercise in existential anxiety and the ultimate hopelessness of our own existence (laughs) and the thwarted nature of love. There's not a joke in it. There's not a single pratfall. I mean, that would have been harder to fit on the DVD cover, admittedly. It's a a wordier take, but yeah, no, I know. I know it's not, it's no Dickie Henderson, is it? No, it's no Dickie Henderson. An absolute lack of eccentric dancing. (laughs) Um, Should we do, let's do another. Yeah, go on. What? if you were to go to a mid-morning meal where you could have infinite Prosecco or other alcohol of your choice, what would be the name for that? Oh. It's sort of mid-morning and you're with a load of your mates. Right, so it's... And they're slinging on, what croissants is it? and right. you can have as much Prosecco as you want, mate. It's infinite. It's a... It's an Amanda, no? It's a bottomless brunch. It's a bottomless brunch. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's got nothing to do with infinity, but I was just thinking, what are other things that never end? See, the only bottomless thing, I, I remember being in, I think it was Johannesburg a few years ago, and went to a cafe, and, they, and it said, bottomless cup of coffee, maximum three cups. And I've, <laughs> I've never got over the, the clash of ideologies in, in the bottomless nature, as interpreted by that particular yeah. cafe. Yes, it's endless fun, but <laughs> yeah, really, yeah. There, there will endless be endless fun. Fun must end in ten minutes. <laughs> um, I've got one more question for you. There are six Infinity Stones in the uh, Avengers: Infinity War. There was I was running out of Infinity. Uh, they are space, mind, reality, power, time, and turmeric. Yes, congratulations, yeah, well done, turmeric, that's yeah. the one. Everyone I've actually seen turmeric. one of those films. I, I had to just sit through the really it was long sold. final one. I'll just tell the, the listeners it was sold, that was your last question, there we go. So oh, tell great. us about Infinity War. The, but yeah, I was just, uh, um, and I just had to keep turning to someone going, who's, who's that? Was she in another film? Why is Gwyneth Paltrow in this? What's that person doing? And I had no idea, it's like just three hours. Yeah. And and. All of those films, as far as I can see, have you had to go and see them? Oh, we did them all in lockdown, so we watched right. all of them with the kids in lockdown, and then so now we have to go and see them. But even my kids, I think, are starting to go. Actually, this is sort of quite bollocks, isn't it? Yeah, it's the first hour of the film where you go, none of this is required. Yeah, it's it's uh, this is a slow setup. Then really miss the superhero who died in the last <laughs> film. I miss them too. How are you doing, the Hulk? Mm, hoax sad. you know and all of that it just goes on and on and I am very much a you know under two hours movie 90 minutes yes. is perfect 90 minutes is great and and uh, I'll tell you what I saw the other day I keep getting this wrong even though I've been wearing a badge of it for ages which is the uh, um, writer typist artist king writer typist pirate king with Kelly uh, MacDonald and um, Kelly MacDonald and, and Monica Dolan Monica yeah. Dolan that's it yeah. and uh, Carol Morley's film fantastic yeah yeah and what have you got wrong about it? No, no, no. I, 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 keep, I keep forgetting because it's called writer, artist, oh. typist. No, typist, yeah. para, artist, king. But I yeah. always get that wrong in, in the order. 
Yeah. Two pack. There you go. Yeah. So I would, I, when I went to the cinema, oh, one for the Carol Morley film, please. Um, <laughs> but it's great. And I think people who listen to this would like it as well because it's got loads, so many different. It's, it's a bit like someone compared it to Frank, that, that film uh, with Michael Fassbender. Yeah. Um, in terms of being a, the way that it's about art and it's also about mental health and loads of other things. And Monica Dolan's just remarkable, as yeah. is Kelly McDonald, because yeah. Kelly McDonald's the one who has to kind of. Monica Dolan is, is playing a, a very a, a character of great eccentricity and, and mental health issues. So she's very, you know, very flamboyant. And Kelly McDonald is this kind of the, the, the anchor of, of, of those scenes, and she's absolutely amazing as well. Yeah, so go and watch that instead of yeah. whatever the latest. But are there even any Marvel films out anymore? I always like them for a little nap. That's what the last Spider Man, although I like the Spider Man, uh, you know, the animated ones. I think they're quite good. Oh, Spider Verse. Oh, I was yeah. very cross about the last one. They're very I mean, pretty. Honestly, you're telling me I spent two and a half hours for you to set up the next film. <laughs> I was presuming what was being set up was then going to in some way, but no, no, no. Yeah, no, we don't pay That's anything That's got nothing off. to do with quizzes, though, no. is it? No, it hasn't. It hasn't. But again, the journey has been fun. It really has. So if I could have quizzed you on anything, what would you like it to have been? I mean, obviously, I threw together something on Infinity. As I often, often wonder graphs, about but... what my favourite thing would be to be quizzed on, because I think if I did ever do Mastermind again, I would pick something that I really wanted to learn about, which I know is a big risk. Mm. Um, that's why I wanted to do Vonnegut, because even though I'd read... I think there's. I've left about one or two novels because I didn't want to finish that. So Bluebeard, I've never read, and, mm. and I think there's probably one other one as well. Um, but I would love to spend a month just immersed reading all of the biographies and stuff like that. Um, I, I still have such a great love of classic horror films as well. Yeah. So Boris Karloff, you know, is uh, it's it's all, and I, I find that that intriguing thing where. Sometimes, if, if someone turns on a television channel, I can see a split second of a black and white film, and sometimes one I've never even seen before, and I'll know it somehow because I spent so much of my childhood just sitting reading movie books and just taking it all in, and then it turns out it's all clustered still in there. Yes, so that will be the last thing that goes when yeah. the faculties decline. You'll still have that. Edward Everett Horton. <laughs> no, Edward Everett Horton. Yes. In fact, the last thing I was reading about Edward Everett Horton was yesterday. I was reading a, a, a piece from Kenneth Williams' diaries where he was oh, yeah. talking about uh, having a go somewhere where he was absolutely bursting. And uh, and he went in and there was all manner of things going on. Uh, and he had a semi-yard. Uh, but then he heard the bowels next door and that quite got rid of the semi-yard. It's <laughs> my life. I feel like there must be... We We will have to work out some sort of... It is just maybe are you the quiz host and you kind of take it off at the tangents and then other people have to kind of wrestle a question out? Yeah, that's a nice idea. Because so, Brian Cox always complains. He goes, no one even knows what that question was about. Because when I start asking questions, sometimes on Monkey Cage, what happens is that my brain starts asking one question and then halfway through immediately moves on to another possibility because it's made me think about something else. Yeah. And then the third part of the question has no link to the first part <laughs> and very little to the second bit. And, and now that I understand why my brain does it and it's fine. Yeah. But before you just find it annoying with yourself and you just go, oh, how frustrating that yeah. I can't find you do this linear route. Well, maybe that sort of ADHD quiz, you know, something that is specifically... I mean, God knows we could get a grant for it, I'm sure, I that we, we could some, do, yeah. have some sort of uh, a sort of neurodiverse uh, quiz. Let's say, we'll, work, we'll work that up. But, yeah, I think because not... What I find, and Jenny has talked about this before, is that with being on a quiz, it is about recall and it is that you have to find that thing in your brain that you need... And sometimes I can find everything around. And I would love to be able to say, look, the reason that I'm not giving you the answer to this is because it's very much like we have just done. The reason is because I've, it's now started me thinking about, you know, something else that it, it's a shop I saw in yeah. Coventry the other day and they had a book in the window that, anyway. Um, so maybe there's See, the moment you said Coventry, I was immediately thinking of one of my favourite things in the Herbert Gallery, the Herbert Museum uh -huh. uh, there, uh, which is in their Lady Godiva section. Uh, where it has naked woman within 10 feet of Princess Margaret. <laughs> it was someone, there was some protest in the late 1950s. And the fact that that length of, oh, imagine that. <laughs> 10 feet. I mean, dangling away, just 10 feet away from the Queen's sister. <laughs> Sorry, but I've taken that off your, your yes. So, so yeah. I that, think Princess Margaret, did you read Craig Brown's Princess yeah, Margaret? Yeah, Mom amazing, darling. isn't yeah. it? What a horrible person. I know, interesting that he writes. Some of those such... stories are 
I know. Again, well, hopefully, listeners, you will have got some good book recommendations and music recommendations, and you will be going to look for Dickie Henderson. I'm just reading a book that I bet you've read, uh-huh. Careless People by Sarah Churchwell. No, I'm not. Tell oh, me about I think it. You like it. It's basically her talking about the world which from which Great Gatsby grew oh. and what it was about F. Scott Fitzgerald and, and Zelda and, and, and how it all grew out of that. And as I, I, I have that, that on, on my journey down here from uh, from Retford, I was uh, I, I was balancing that and a Patricia Highsmith biography. I've had a Ooh, lovely time. Lovely. Was she? She wasn't snails, was she? Patricia Highsmith. Was she the one who was obsessed with snails? Or she that... might have been. I've not got to that bit yet. Uh, I think I might be thinking of another famous crime author. Anyway, we, we could go on, and we will. Yeah, we'll yeah, just, yeah, we will. Yeah, we'll do it. You know, like at the end of In Our Time where they do that thing where they end the programme and then Melvin Bragg says, oh, should we have a cup of tea? Yes. Oh, what else didn't we get to talk to? We'll do a little bit of added content. And when he mentions us. the cups, it's finally your chance to talk about uh, the penis washing cup. Yeah. I presume you've talked about this on oh, your podcast already. no, I don't already. think I ever have. That's very sweet of you to remember that. Oh, yeah. that's such a lovely story. I nearly got, basically, for the listener, uh, I once got accidentally, instead of being shown into the Women's Hour studio at Radio 4 to talk about the penis beaker incident on Mum's Net. won't go into what that was, but it was... Uh, and they instead took me into the In Our Time studio <laughs> where they were about to record a live hour, a 45-minute-long show um, about Galen, the uh, Roman, uh, you know, sort of uh, father of uh, medicine. Anyway. Uh, and, of course, Galen had a Toby jug. <laughs> Lucy. <laughs> yes, it was his penis Toby jug. I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> Oh, God, love you. Well, I mean, I could talk to you all night and we probably will. So that will be on the added extras. But um, it uh, has been a joy. I would always have you on my pub quiz team, Robin, because I think, you know, you would, the chat around everything would be We'd so interesting. We'd have fun afterwards. We'd have for a lot sure. of fun. Um, who would you have on your pub quiz team? Oh, that's an interesting one, isn't it? The, would you have uh, Brian Cox or... No, no, I would have Carl Cooper. Yes, I would. Frank Carl Cooper. I would have Josie Long, because I think Josie's great. Yeah. And I'd have Joanna Neary, because I think Joanna Neary has a wonderful... Uh, again, that perfect mix of an incredible body of knowledge that she's got. She has the most wonderful books. <laughs> You're going to say incredible body. <laughs> yeah, don't, please don't cut that. He loves it's the ladies. It's very embarrassing. I'm like, yeah, the, uh, uh, no, no, she does have an incredible body. Like, just, she's interested. She's like Josie and like Carl. They're three people who are interested in everything. Yeah. And so it wouldn't matter if we got the wrong answers because, again, going back to what we were just saying, we'd have a great time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I've had a great time with you today. Thank you very much. Oh, what a fantastic. Segue. Wasn't it great? Yeah. It was very smooth. And now we'll have a cup of tea and talk about other things. Uh, lovely Robin Ince, thank you so much for coming. Thank you very much. Right, well, that was a delightful chat with Robin. It's always enlightening. I know, he's just got so much to say. He's just so full of facts and thoughts and ideas. It's a joy. Now, we need to round up a couple of things. Mm-hmm. First of all, we, of course, we were going, oh, what, what quiz show movies are there? <laughs> mm. Just the just the big Oscar winner. <laughs> just yes. Slumdog Millionaire. We did figure Based on the novel Q&A. Which is a, yeah, such a lovely film, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, I think it's probably my favourite. You know, light-hearted watch for a quiz movie. Yeah. I, I much prefer it to start off a 10, but that's because I watched that and read the book after I'd been on University Challenge and I thought, oh, this is infuriating. Yeah, <laughs> wouldn't happen like that. Well, How dare they? Yes, exactly. You knew too much was the problem. Whereas Slumdog, that sort of working out how you know things and just by chance it happens that your life has led you to this moment. Yes. That feels almost... Like it could happen. Yeah. Because yeah. all, for all quizzes, there's one moment where you go, the reason I know this yeah. is so ingrained in my being. <laughs> and I have, this is, it's meant to be that this, this is, is my winning answer. Yeah, the question I was born to answer. Exactly. It's, it's all led to this. But any others that you want to throw our way, listeners, please do. Let's it's put together a watch list. Fingersbuzzers at gmail.com, I think, isn't it? Or we're at fingersbuzzers at gmail.com. At fingers buzzers on all your social medias. And then the other thing I wanted to round up was who were the Olympian gods of Greek mythology? Which, of course, now I'm looking at it, it's much more complicated than I did. Yeah, I, th- I think you could probably argue the toss about some of them as well. How many answers do you need? Could be 12, could be yeah. 14. Aphrodite. Could be. She's up there, right? I'm going to give you, I'm just quickly do the yeah. full list that I've found, and you can argue amongst yourselves. So <laughs> Zeus, yes, Apollo, Hades, Poseidon, Dem- Demeter, Demeter. Hermes, Athena, Artemis, Hephaestus, Hephaestus, Hera, Dionysus, Dionysus, (laughs) 
I've had a drink, I'll tell you. Um, Aphrodite, Aries, Hestia, Persephone, Cronus, Pan, Leto, Tyche, Rhea, Priapus. Oh, yeah. Uh, there may be more. Other, <laughs> other Olympian gods are available, but uh, that, that was my list. So if you've got any of those, well done. Uh, I mean, not any of them. If you've got Zeus, yeah. yeah. You if you got as far as Priapus, then you... <laughs> you've done very well. Yeah. Um, and thank you very much for listening once again to Fingers on Buzzers. Yay! Fingers on Buzzers starred Lucy Porter and Jenny Ryan and was produced by Amanda Redman with music by Kevin McLeod and Justin Edwards. Email quiz at fingersonbuzzers.com and tweet at fingersbuzzers. Thanks for listening and don't forget to join us next time for more Fingers on Buzzers. Fingers on Buzzers.